0: Expansion's happening pretty rapidly. Mm -hmm. We're we're getting probably Mm -hmm. two inches into the block before it's really starting to open up and you can see that wound cavity start to definitely um, expand, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And then, you know, probably four inches in, we're at about the widest point and then the bullet starts to fold back on itself.
1: Alright, what is up, everybody? Welcome to Cartridge Talks fully loaded. This is the 308 versus .30-06 ballistic gel breakdown. Across from me, my cohort, Mr. Ryan Muckinhern. Uh, Ryan. Marco. Before we before we dive in yeah. to the 308-306, we at press time, we recently launched 308. Versus 6-5 Creed. Yes. Uh, a lot of feedback, a lot of comments, a lot of views. Those are all very positive things. And I'd say the comments themselves, overwhelmingly positives. Yes. Uh, a few, uh, I don't know. I mean, it was actually, I wouldn't even call them negatives necessarily. Valid feedback. Yes. Thoughtful. Yep. Uh, not... Uh, I guess not unwarranted or I mean, maybe that's not the, the word. But anyway, look, we want to do a little housekeeping and maybe provide some of the thought process behind the how and why or maybe the more of the why behind the way we conducted some of these things. Sure. Because we like the feedback and then we want to uh, address it.
0: Absolutely. It's a nice um, quality control check. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then also like some other great ideas in there as well. Absolutely.
0: Oh, well, we had a fun brainstorm.
1: Yeah, I printed off a few here just to, like, remind me about what we want to talk about. Sure.
0: I want to talk about energy
1: first and foremost. Yeah, something we didn't factor into our
0: assessment. Was it a curious omission? Was it intentional? Was it absent-minded?
1: Yeah, could be any of those things, right?
0: Well, so energy is kind of a tricky devil um, because I I think for a long time, a lot of folks have assessed the merit of a cartridge, a rifle, uh, a loading on what kind of energy numbers it's had. And I've like played both sides of this fence. Um, early on in my um, like basement ballistics, that was my obsession is how much energy does that thing have? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not an invalid metric, but it also leaves a little bit on the table. I was gonna say, it's still, it's something
1: I definitely look at.
0: Sure, sure. Um, energy is an, a vitally important thing in the terminal package, right? You need energy in order to break bone, punch through hide, drive through tissue. Um, hydrostatic shock is something that we've talked about before to generate that that impulse um, through the body cavity. Um, how that energy is delivered is the very tricky part. And so a short bit on energy. We're going to talk about energy today because you guys asked for it. Uh, before us, the gelatin blocks that we have here, um, we have a 308 Winchester and we have a 30 six. We have 150 grain power shock and 180 grain power shock. We'll get to that bullet discrepancy in a little bit. Um, muzzle energy, uh, out of the 308, 2,648 foot-pounds of muzzle energy. Out of your 30 six, is going to be somewhere in the 2,900s, um, I, I speculate.
1: Let me do, 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 do at the muzzle twenty-nine thirteen. Twenty-nine
0: thirteen, right? So energy is a function of mass and velocity. Um thirty out six shoots faster, heavier, or shoots heavier bullets faster. It's going to generate more energy. Now, mass and velocity. So if this was a one fifty full metal jacket, I would hit that target with the exact same energy, right? Mm-hmm. All things equal. Um because of that bullet's construction, um, uh, that's wasted. that's wasted airspace, right? That bullet's not going to deposit or impart that energy the same way that a soft point bullet would. Um, and it's very difficult to necessarily quantify like what is the best way that energy is deposited. Is, is all the energy dumping into the target the best solution? And I suppose it depends. Depends on what we hit, how we hit it, where we hit it. Um, so we left energy. What you're hitting. Correct. We left energy off the table. Um, I'll tell you a story, this is an embarrassing one, uh, but it it paints a a picture for me. One of the worst shots I've ever made on a game animal was one of the smallest big game species that you can hunt in North America with one of the biggest centerfire rifles I own. And it was a pronghorn antelope with a 300 Weatherby. So how's that for a disparity? Um, I made a very poor shot and I hit that thing with all kinds of energy. And you know what happened? I had to shoot it several more times. Me. Yeah. Um, the the first shot was rotten. Um, the subsequent shots were rock solid. And um, it would not have reacted like the younger version of myself. And I knew better at that point in time. It, it did not react the way that I thought that um, you know, you know, high three thousands foot pounds of energy, um, put into a critter uh, that weighs a hundred and ten pounds soaking wet, um, would have behaved. I would have thought, you know, it would have picked it up like in the movies and thrown it across the room. Didn't happen. Um, Hard lesson learned for me. That's why I stepped back from big rifles that are hard to control um, during a recoil impulse. So uh, my bad. Um, Felt rotten about it. Uh, Paid the price for it. Weighs on my heart and head to this day. Um, I've switched to smaller, more efficient, and controllable cartridges. Um, Increased my efficacy as a shooter. Uh, which is why I'm a big fan of cartridges like 308 and 65 Creedmoor. Um, left energy off the table, selected proper bullets, proper bullet placement, uh, which is really important. That's where everything went sideways, um, and yeah, the rest is history. Uh, so energy aside, um, we left it off because there's there's a lot to talk about energy, um, and I could make a cartridge look really good uh, depending on what its energy calculation is. But there's a lot hanging on that, right? A ton of ton of different variables in that bullet style, bullet placement. It's it's important, but it's it's not the important thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I mean, I 100 percent think it's a factor worth noting. But there's uh, like with a lot of things, there's caveats that come with it, mm-hmm. right? Yep.
0: And um, so we did put a precedence on penetration because I think penetration is pretty important.
1: Well, and and I do as well. Now another uh, person commented. Which I again, like it doesn't the comment doesn't not make sense. They're like, Well, yeah, you put a precedence on penetration. Um, you could you could uh shoot a full metal jacket bullet and and get em- quite impressive penetration. In fact. And they're right. Yes. Uh but again, that's kind of where some of these I guess, you know, you gotta caveat it a little bit there.
0: Yeah, in my ideal world, the bullet is intelligent enough to know the um Like the, the facement of the animal or the direction it's pointed. Like if I, if I had, um, a perfect solution, broadside shot, that bullet would go in, it would expand massively, destroy everything inside the thoracic cavity and give me an exit hole so that I have leakage in Mm -hmm. case that animal takes off. Mm -hmm. And then if my shot was quartering on or quartering away or full frontal, um, that bullet would know. And it would go through the length of it. I would still have this cataclysmic explosion on the inside and then an exit so that I would have leakage on both sides. Um, Bullets don't do that. So I err on the side of give me a bullet that's going to drive through Mm -hmm. as much tissue as possible regardless of my angle that's my play. And then I shoot for structure.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that's, you know, I guess that's the, the, uh, philosophy I subscribe to as well, you know, and there was a, you know, a fair amount of comments, you know, you know, the the average, you know, um, chest cavity of, you know, your, your white tailed deer to your elk is X amount of inches wide. And it's like, yes, that's true. But again, uh, at least, for myself I like I like to take into account um you know, and people like, you know, eth- you know, there some people applied the word ethical to it, you know, an yeah. ethical shot, you know, would be like a slightly quartering away. Um I don't know. I don't I don't consider myself an unethical shooter, but if I'm confident in my shot, I will take a hard quartering angle and I want a bullet that will accommodate those hard quartering angles. Yep, absolutely. Um and I've taken some hard quartering shots, uh, both quartering two and quartering away, with high-powered rifles, 300s, 300 short megs, uh, and, you know, I guess one would be quarter, well, it was a quartering two shot, uh, entered through the point of the onside shoulder, and I found it in uh, the uh, the broken back hip. Yep. And that bullet did everything that I wanted it to do.
0: Yep. Anchored your critter.
1: Anchored the critter. Um, it was actually close range shot, probably about 60 yards. And poof. Yeah, yep. Absolutely. Uh, but I've had similar performance at, you know, like about 200, 250 yards. Actually the same, exact same performance with like 300s. And uh, yeah, bull did the same thing. Yeah.
0: I don't Did we cover that? Uh, I would also like to say that um, when we quote crown a winner in this. Thing. Oh man. It's Cause we kind of have to, I mean, I, like, we, we can have a tie, I suppose. <laughs> um, that doesn't mean that like, uh, that thing is the ultimate cartridge for everything that you're going to do with it. Right. So exercise a little personal discretion. Um, I had a wonderful conversation with a customer just this morning about, um, merits and use of a given cartridge for a particular game animal. And, um, so, with respect to 6.5 v308, I'm not saying 6.5 is uh, the best, you know, elk cartridge on the planet. I certainly don't think so. Um, I think that the 308 affords you a little bit more versatility in that. I think we made mention of that. Like the ability to handle larger uh, or higher weight bullets in a larger caliber um, certainly bodes well for the shooter who's going to be pursuant of large game, large mm-hmm. game. So, if your servid weighs 600 pounds or
1: more, um, caliber up, right? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I mean, yeah, and I of course it's like again, it's like we you, you, you attached a number to it. Yeah. I mean, I'd say four you know what I mean? Yeah. Like oh, it's like again, everybody oh. is like absolutely a little bit different with yep. uh with their thought process there. So um yeah, I agree. And case in point, case in point, cartridge case in point. Uh the discussion that we're gonna have today. Oh, ammo. We forgot to talk about ammo. Oh, Yes, never mind. Yeah, let's go let's circle back and then I'll get back to today. Well, present time.
0: When we began amassing um the ammunition that we had here, the selections that we made for bullet weights were were selected on what is very popular for those respective cartridges. So today we have a disparity between 308 and 30 out six in the um, lead core, especially 150 grain to 180 grain. Yes, 150 grain soft points are a remarkably popular um, option on retailer shelves uh, for 308 Winchester for like deer hunting.
1: Yep, and that's what we that's the same bullet that we used in the the 6.5 versus 308.
0: Uh, We definitely do understand that the 180 grain bullet in the 30 out six. Um, has some more things going for it It's also a very popular bullet weight in 30 six because its case is larger and because it can handle that extra mass of that projectile um, it's an appropriate fit right um, you could you could hunt deer with both right also ammo is pretty tight at, at the at the time that we had um, amassed all of this stuff right so we, we got what we got to try to package um, a good glimpse into what it this isn 't the the final stake uh on the hill here as as to what is the best, but it's a really good
1: glimpse into well, yeah and yeah. there's 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 different way th- there's different ways to i guess you know uh skin the old uh cartridge measuring sure cat yeah uh and some of the comments well you're not you 're not you know comparing apples to apples right and it 's like well. Fair enough yes true fair enough right um, but then I'm gonna make up a, a hypothetical yeah right you could make things I guess you know even Steven between the two you're gonna you're, but gonna... you're losing some practicality yes for information for the masses correct
0: I'm gonna be ha- I'm gonna be handloading that ammunition probably yeah and and I think that takes away from the spirit of the discussion like the gelatin component is one component of this. You know, this is why we're also looking at uh, the different bullet styles offering, the weight ranges, the factory um, available loadings uh, mm-hmm. at press time. Like to give you a look at what a given cartridge has available for it. And, and like 308, for example, um, 110 grain to 220 grain projectiles um, versus a 308 to 125 to 220, right? There's a few more different projectile options out there. Um, in 308 and 30-odd-6. This should be an important consideration that a shooter makes when they're trying to pick a cartridge. Mm -hmm. Affordability was uh, one that came up quite a bit too. Like there's going to be cost discrepancies between cartridges, no doubt about it. And and their popularity on scene is going to dictate whether or not uh, that cartridge is more accessible and affordable than the other. That doesn't necessarily mean that one is worse or better than the other. I do think, and one of the reasons why 308 beat 6.5 Creedmoor was it's, accessibility or within that context category yeah. yeah within that category was its accessibility uh there's way more 308 ammunition out there of all kinds of different varieties and cost structures and things like this um and that's why it had that in its bank right that that's why it got a point there um and so within that accessibility category resides the best projectile choice for your given application right? right yeah I'm done with my soapboxing.
1: Yeah, and I don't want... Hopefully, none of this is coming off as uh, defensive or something. I believe that we
0: owe it to the people who are uh,
1: watching, listening, et cetera, to kind of um, further explain ourselves. Well, and because it's not like there wasn't merit to their thought process. 100% validity. Yeah. Absolutely correct. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for all the people that just had nothing but positive things to say, uh, we yeah we like you better. <laughs> no, just kidding, but thank you for the very positive comments by the way like it's like it's like just over... it's i, I don't say it enough. we're being totally long winded yeah, here. Yeah. we need to kind of get to the task at hand um i I know I personally don't say it enough. I read a ton of the comments. I try to respond to at least a few um not as good about that as I should be but um man, like thank you for the comments like we read them. We get great podcast topics from them. Yep. Uh, I mean, sometimes people are just super nice. Thank yep. you. Like it's it's great. Yep. So thanks.
0: Yep. And for the constructive criticism as well, very vitally important. We're going to make a better product out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Things that we miss, things that we should omit. Um, noted. Heard. Yeah. On it. Promise. Cool man. Yeah. Let's talk about three hundred eight B out eight six. Yeah. This yeah. was a really hard one to to do. Okay, Definitely. you know what though? So six five three zero eight because I own both, I love both, I use both.
1: Same thing three zero eight
0: V 6. I own both, I love both, I use both.
1: As much as we've talked about these cartridges, yeah. like almost ad nauseum. Yeah. At this point, I have a difficult time deciding between. Uh. You know, it's interesting.
0: Well, what a rare opportunity we have here, Mark, to help you pick your
1: yes. next rifle. Yes, this is true. Um yeah speaking of uh like I said yeah we crown a winner. Yep. Uh cuz we have to. Uh this one is kind of a tough pill to swallow for me. Mhm. Uh the 308 beat the 30-6. It did. By the metrics we evaluated. It did. In my heart of hearts, okay, because I often think of cartridges in terms of uh, do-alls, and in an effort to not bury, I guess, my personal lead or gripe as it comes with, uh, I guess, the uh, uh, the the outcome, uh, I I like the thirty on six more, <laughs> <laughs> not invalid mark, not invalid. Um, again, though, it comes, it comes back to, it comes back into, to how you're going to use it. Like again, in, in the context of one cartridge to do it all, I'm going with the odd six in context of, I need a cartridge to do a lot of things really well. And I don't, and I want less recoil and a more shootable rifle. 308.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's a great point. And I think that, um, like your personal assessment of where value is, to you in this in this evaluation, right? Um, you handle recoil well. I've shot with you a lot. Um, you shoot big guns and you shoot them exceptionally well. Thank you. Um, do you notice the difference between two equally weighted 308 v 30 out six? Yeah, you do. But does it does it rattle your teeth loose to the point that you lose confidence and then thusly efficacy in the in the system? Probably not. Um, and so for you, if you're looking for a rifle that would, would likely be undoubtedly a better solution for the one rifle, um, if you're not taking into consideration necessarily the ammunition availability, the versatility, or the pallet of bullets offered, because they're both very close,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, you're going to select the, the rig that has the most horsepower. And I don't think that's a bad choice, right? That's an insurance policy for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, both of these are wildly prolific rounds, right? 30-06 has been around over a century. 308 is coming up on, you know, three quarters of a century, maybe a little more. Um, they've all been there. They've all done that, right? Um, both offer a super viable solution. And I think, generally speaking, i with you mostly. I will say this. 308 Winchester is a current military cartridge in the 7.62 by 51 designation. Man, you can flip rocks over in a lot of different places and find some kind of 308 Winchester ammunition. Mm -hmm. uh, And that bodes well for me. I like that. I like that. I can also get my rifles a little lighter. And manageable.
1: Right. And manageable. I mean that so that's that's where I go again and, and we're gonna We've talked about it before. I'm going to continue to talk about it. I am personally placing, as of late, a higher precedence in shootability to call my own shots, um, like essentially through the rifle scope, to be able to watch the impact on that animal. And if I am alone, to know, yep, I hit that animal right where I wanted. Um, possibly, nope, I didn't. Possibly, I missed. Yeah. I don't know. I okay, and and I'll ask myself this too. Yeah. At at a lot, if not most, practical hunting distances, and maybe I will. Maybe I'll maybe I'll throw a number out here. Uh, I'll say four hundred, and then, mm-hmm. and that might be generous.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Am at the end of the day, am I going to notice a difference between the two? uh on the outcome. I oh, and I'm going to say like let's let's say identical animal. Um let's pick a big animal. Let's pick a moose even.
0: That's a big critter.
1: Uh identical animal, identical shot placement. Yep. Uh is the uh more gas I get with the odd 6 a- am I actually going to see that come into play? Maybe. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> um no, it's a super valid point. I can tell you which one I'm taking. To the field I, between I, the two. Oh yeah, I know it. I but know it. How much of that is upstairs?
0: I uh, well, I think that's a huge part of it, and that's what is so wonderful about all the cartridges that we have. It's very difficult um, to suss it out because there are so many, but they're all pretty darn good, right? And mm-hmm. they all will get the job done. The personal component to this is significant. I think maybe we make more categories um, for this, and, and <laughs> we start. And I it was like okay, from pronghorn to mule deer. Um, from elk to moose, uh, and then from, um, large carnivores to whatever, larger carnivores. Um, certainly we're going to see some more delineation, um, in, in the win loss categories mm-hmm. amongst these cartridges. And I think, uh, so if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I need one rifle. I will hunt elk. Um, I will hunt mule deer. I will hunt pronghorn. Um, 30-06 is probably your better choice, right? Yeah. Um, if you're going to be mule deer, whitetail, pronghorn, maybe 308. I, I also don't think a thirty out six is a bad choice, but maybe three oh eight. Right. Yeah. Um. But we'll talk in circles
1: about this forever. Yeah. <sighs> why do we do this to ourselves? Like every time we do this, I I chase my tail around. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. I'll tell you why I got a three oh eight and why I got a thirty out six. Okay. I got a thirty out six because. I'm enamored with the cartridge and its undeniable versatility. I got a 308 because it was lighter, it was smaller, and the ammunition availability is just phenomenal. It's just the sheer volume of of options out there are great. And I specifically got the 308 that I got in in, in context here. It's the Kimber Mountain Ascent mm-hmm. um, because I wanted a rifle that weighed as light as possible, that I could still control, that I could. Hunt large cervids, so think like uh, caribou, elk, maybe moose. With sure, um, understanding that I was towing the line um, of possibly anemic performance in comparison to say a thirty out six, a three hundred short mag, a three hundred wind mag.
1: Yeah, you're you're going to uh, be more selective. Yeah. With uh, the shots you take. Yeah. But
0: my three hundred eight is a full pound lighter than my thirty odd six. It is definitely more manageable to shoot. Um, it's more portable. Um, overall length is different. Uh, I I love the merits and the attributes of that 308. Mm-hmm. So much so that my 30-odd-6 has grown old and moldy. It's not moldy. It's really clean. But that's how much that cartridge has impressed me in that context. For
1: a lot of the hunting that yeah. you do, that's the one 100%. you're reaching for. 100%. Yeah.
0: And, and I think that today we see maybe my bias coming out a little bit
1: right uh i love a light rifle for carrying but i do like a i i I do like a heavier rifle for shooting Mm -hmm. um you kind of can't have both though no not not conventionally but like what we're talking about here if you maybe downsize the caliber a little bit you can get away with a lighter rifle and still have you know that shootability component be strong yeah Um, and
0: then muzzle brakes too this is something maybe we didn't touch on enough on the last one like we can change the dynamic of that rifle from the shootability perspective pretty easily
1: right i've been very off brakes for a long time yep and now i'm getting back on the brake train yep because I'm placing that precedence on shootability, but I still want to shoot, you know, three hundreds and things like yep. that.
0: Yep. And here here's where all of a sudden that's kind of a moot point because like we have a Kimber Mountain Ascent and 30 six here. That rifle's an absolute delight to shoot. Right. Yeah,
1: that's not bad, right? It
0: it recoils more than my three oh eight, but not astoundingly, not undue. It would be a thing where it's like, okay, your your daughters getting old enough to start hunting a game, right? I think between the two, I'd probably see the 308 eight's going to be a little more gentle, and they'll probably notice a difference, mm-hmm. right? But um, for you and I as adults, both of those rifles are extraordinarily manageable, right? Mm-hmm. And if I own both, and I'm I'm kind of thinking about owning both because I have a problem. If I was going to look at um, the same parameters that I said, okay, I want a rifle that I can hang on the wing of a uh, Super Cub and then go fly in somewhere and then take it and hunt with it, 308 to 30 out six in that kind of country, and I'm speaking specifically to like Alaska, mm-hmm. I'm bringing the 30 out six, right? Yeah. They got bigger bears there. Yeah. Um, and so the dynamic of that rifle has changed remarkably just simply by the addition of a muzzle brake.
1: Mm-hmm. Just like
0: we could take your 300 short mega, we could tone it down considerably. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have a more shootable solution. Um, you could have a more potent solution from like a lethality or a terminal ballistics. Um, standpoint you could have a, a cartridge that was flatter shooting had exhibited less drop less drift um, and by a addition of a two ounce device on the end of your muzzle right. change it completely even stocks you you put a, a rifle into a stock that's geometry mitigates recoil um, or distributes recoil or you have a better hold on or you have a more stable um, position when you're in the prone or when you're in seated mm-hmm. position changes the entire driving experience of that rifle totally
1: it does but the, you know then it's like caveat caveat sure uh i'd say you know both though that uh the mountain ascent in 308 and 30-06 they don't sit like your uh 6.5 creed that no no nope. i mean that thing just sits there yep yep it's got the it's got that break on it and i'd say it's a lightweight rifle but I wouldn't call it a flyweight no. rifle.
0: No, it's in, a, it's in a different weight class. It's
1: a very... Ha- I really like what you did with that one. Yeah, it's, it turned out pretty slick. Um, it's it's like I look at everything with that rifle. I'm like, that's a sweet spot. Yep.
0: But, but like all of those are... are That's the best part about it. It's like it's very personal. Right. Yeah. So you're anti-brake or we're anti-brake. And then we started shooting brakes together a little bit more. And I'm like, well, it's kind of slick. Um, yeah, it's loud. It's concussive. It's disruptive. Um, if you're shooting on a, a moon dust surface, you're not going to love it um, for that shot. But, boy, does it add a sweet level of control um, to the whole system. Uh, and I, I, I don't mind brakes. I like brakes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, you know, you shot multi-gun long enough and you get dirt in your mouth from shooting in weird positions, and you're just okay with
1: it. <laughs> I think you got to be uh, – or my recommendation would be – And I don't always get there. Uh, Have a good set of hearing protection that uh, is at the ready that you can implement uh, in the heat of the moment. Absolutely. Uh, Easier said than done, but not impossible.
0: Yeah, my ears are permanently ringing, so that'll tell you how easier said it is than done.
1: Right. Mine are as well, and I don't care for that. Go do some block surgery. We probably should, right? I'm trying to think if there's anything we need to do to cover before we uh, cut open these blocks, which is kind of uh, the piece de resistance, right? Uh, yeah, 30-06, more penetration. definitely. Uh, it, interestingly enough, we're looking at the uh, permanent wound cavities, and you look at the blocks from one side, and the 0-06 looks... Dramatically different. Dramatically like, oh, my gosh, that, you know... Look at that wound cavity compared to the 308. Uh, then you kind of look at it from a different perspective. and You're like, oh, it's about the same. Um, that's probably actually something that, that we should, circling back to some of those comments, you know, people be uh, like, which, I mean, you see what you see, yeah. right? Yeah, so uh,
0: you're looking at it like very two-dimensionally is, I guess, what Mark's getting at. But a, a perspective change. And now suddenly that three-dimensional wound cavity looks remarkably different. And it, it was a much narrower margin, my opinion, from my viewpoint, between the 6.5 and the 3.08. They were, like, if we didn't have the projectiles in there, like, if we pulled those out, it would be pretty tough to tell which was which.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: it's a little a little more so clear between you know, this comparison.
1: One thing I'd like to go back and look at yeah. with, you know, I guess... Um, not contradicting, but also like I want to go back and watch the impacts yeah. and, and see what yep. the uh, disruption looks like the disruption looks yeah. like and yeah. compare that too um, but yeah I mean uh, yeah not six more gas definitely better penetration bigger pill yep uh, yeah we're looking at what a 180 versus a 150, a, a 150.
0: and I think you would have seen a similar outcome. 150 to 150 had we the 150s to test with it i think we're we're definitely stacking on velocity as we're reducing grain weight um to that 30 odd 6 and i think that that added velocity is not quite over the threshold enough so that it would disrupt the bullet um either its integrity shape or otherwise No, it would, it'd end up short i think we'd i think we'd still out penetrate the the 308 i think we'd still have a more dramatic mm-hmm. wound channel and cavity yep. Um, I think that the one hundred and eighty, um, it's longer length. It's, it's increased mass is, is just really kind of showing what that mass can do for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that bullet length can do for you. Um, but the wound channels here again, like this is, is a very difficult test to say like, Oh, it's adequate or it's not enough or it's too much. Right. Um, 308 has been killing deer for a very long time. Uh, and has been doing so wonderfully. 30 odd six has been doing it longer, um, it stands to reason that the 30-06 bringing more gas to the table, the ability to handle heavier weight projectiles, is going to afford that user um, shot angle lenience, uh, penetration, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I'm not surprised, right? I'm not surprised to see the odd six, e- even though there's a disparity in grain weight between the two projectiles, um, exceeding over that of the 308.
1: No. It stands to reason. Yeah, I'd say as, yeah. to be, as expected, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. should we... Uh you want to chop a block? Let's do it. Okay. So these are these are both uh, like I said. It's a it's a one eighty, federal, the uh, power shock, and then the one fifty power shock.
0: Yep. Mark, take that big giant uh, salmon fillet knife and
1: yes. We were saying we should uh, get a katana. I'm you know like a little bit more dramatic. Yeah. Uh, I'm in,
0: I'm in favor of that.
1: Um, Maybe
0: just in front of the bullet and then uh, slice that. Big piece of pie off.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's like uh I feel like I'm filleting meat off the bone at this point. Look at that, Ryan. Oh Ryan. Lord, I, would you hold a leg for me? Yep, and we'll just get that to. socket out.
0: All right. And we're back. I'm gonna set this up here. This is a really nice looking thing. Cool. All right, so here we are. This is the uh 30 Winchester 150 green power shock. Cup and core design. Um, so we started, of course, at 30 caliber and um, 150 <laughs> grains of weight. Uh, on the scale, we're at 144.1. I'm very surprised how wrong I was about how that felt. So actually significant amount of weight retention relative to oh, yeah. um, how much disruption is there. And uh, I think that's pretty cool. Here again, I think if we have the ability to introduce...
1: I was just about to say the same thing. Yep. Yeah. Like bone shoulder
0: yep uh and then that uh, varying density of tissue let's uh let's get a diameter measurement on this at the widest points
1: i'm going to try and find uh i'm saying this now as a reminder to myself but that deer that i shot quartering to with a three with a, a 180 grainer out of a 300 that went from the point of the shoulder you know through the bone of the back hip Yep. We need to weigh that. That projectile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to I need to find it first, then we'll weigh it. Remember that time that you had that,
0: that perfect federal trophy copper from that uh black tail that you shot?
1: And then I sucked
0: vacuum, it up and <laughs> <up> my <laughs> car. Uh so we are coming up here with an expanded diameter at maximum of about point eight nine oh. So that's a that's like a big um ninja bullet blender going through that critter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So a lot of lot of mass retention um, through the the perma gel anyway. Um, expanded diameter of point eight nine zero. Of course, as we've said this before, absolutely more than adequate oh. to kill a whitetail, a pronghorn, and probably an elk with the right shot placement, right?
1: Oh, dude, hundred
0: percent. Yeah. Yeah, eight nine zero is is about uh, max across the across the flats there. Um, you know, major disruption. And obviously not a lot of secondary fragmentation that broke off into um, the wound cavity. Looking at the block, and I don't know the degree of resolution that you can see it, um, expansion's happening pretty rapidly. Mm -hmm. We're we're getting probably Mm -hmm. two inches into the block before it's really starting to open up, and you can see that wound cavity start to definitely... Um, expand mm-hmm. right, um, and then you know probably four inches in we're at about the widest point, and then the bullet starts to fold back on itself uh, a little bit, and then that that cavity starts to diminish. And of course we're losing energy as we're we're dumping right. it into the block, and that cavity is going to get smaller um, as it goes through there. But uh, yeah, I mean ki- characteristic. That's exactly what we want. Oh yeah, and that's fantastic.
1: That's a big mushroom.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, and that's why those bullets, that projectile style, has stood so long as a absolutely effective means of take so um should we do the next one Ryan? yep let's cut her out of there let's uh let's move some blocks here this might be a brief intermission mark master chef
1: do not cut mc ryan's table i don't think i noticed earlier that big chunk of lead that came off towards the end of its uh yeah travels so
0: as from the top-down view, it's going to be kind of hard to see from the front view. Yeah. As we're looking at that um, cavity here, you can see there's a significant amount more fragmentation. So part of this is going to be that impact velocity, right? It's Oh, and, and sure. The, just the sheer amount of material that that projectile has to move. Um, you're going to have, with with any bullet that's not homogenous, you're going to have some acceptable amount of... Um, material loss, right? That's, it's just something that we've come to expect. Um, I just had a vision of you cutting that, uh, headset cord and that would have been
1: less than desirable. Yeah. That That would have cut this podcast short. It would have,
0: you know, curiously enough, um, we do a hunter sight in here at Vortex every fall. We actually do two of them now. Uh, you come down to the range and get your gun sighted in before the firearm season here in Wisconsin. We actually do one a little bit earlier too, um, for the Western seasons, and thirty uh, out six, resoundingly popular uh, every single year that we've done it. Three oh eight, interestingly, not as much. Twenty um, five out six was a big one last year too.
1: Really? Yeah, a lot that, of twenty five out sixes. Surprising. There man. was
0: like four on the line at one time.
1: All right, I feel like we've got most of the uh, detritus
0: out of there. So launch weight of one eighty. Launch weight of 180. Recovered weight of 162.7. So we lost more um, relative to total mass than, than we did uh, on the 308. But we also picked up 10 inches more penetration. We've got more time in that block to have things break and tear off. Um, we still have a higher recovered weight than the launch weight of the 308. Uh, which
1: this should not come as a surprise. No. Um, Do you think that's why those pedals are folded back more as well? A longer time in the block,
0: yeah. I'd okay. D- certainly. And if we look at um, the the way that the wound channels look, they kind of, the the 30-odd-6 carries on um, the smaller diameter of the permanent cavity a little bit further, probably maybe three inches further. Um, yeah. And then you know comes to rest probably ten inches deeper mm-hmm. um, should be expected right? so 162.7 greens recovered uh, max diameter about seven eight seven eight oh it's a little bit smaller in diameter but I that that's that doesn't tell me anything
1: well I was gonna say because it could have been it was the wider Same diameter as the 308, you know, it, four inches back it, in the block. It was
0: wider at one point, right? So if I'm pushing this through a thoracic cavity and I'm um, um, digging through organs, 0. 0.7875. It's about what I'm able to pull off, 788. Um, yeah, so at, at one point it was definitely um, ballooned out quite a bit, but it, it spent more time in that block and had an opportunity to, to force that jacket material and core material back a little bit. And again, we lost a little bit. More weight um percentage wise, but not undue, right? I'd expect this to out penetrate and outperform that 308 in that in that setting mm-hmm. anyway. It's a heavier bullet, right? Both look about identical until you get just past the the major cavity. Mm-hmm. And then the the odd six is gonna pull away and it should. This is this is like I said, no surprise to us.
1: Yeah, I mean, as so many things when you're making the selection, the answer is it depends.
0: It does. It does. Um Yeah, should we cut into the coppers? We should. You know, I like that copper. I know. We only have one copper to cut into.
1: That's true too. Maybe that tells the tale. It does. All right, let's get the uh let's get the blocks. Stand by. Well, just like that, we have the blocks that we shot into with the copper blocks projectiles dramatic dramatically different dramatically different uh on i'd say particularly the uh penetration front
0: indeed um pretty much doubled the 308's penetrative capability here so we went from a little over 16 inches to a little over 30 inches Mm -hmm. on the on the 308 um the 30 odd six
1: has left the building.
0: It did. It did. Uh, it, so, curiously enough, and I, I don't know which direction I want to go with this. I'm wondering if <clears throat> if we upped the grain weight of the 308 to a 180,
1: mm-hmm.
0: would it have taken similar course? Um, or would its velocity loss have stopped it in the block when it did? If we would have stepped down to, say, a 150...
1: In the odd six, no, in the three hundred eight,
0: and up the velocity, would we have a different result? Oh, mm -hmm. uh, than what we did. One thing is very clear: Uh, the thirty odd six freight trained through the block,
1: so it did. Now, I an observation again. I I guess I don't have, I haven't done the measuring to find out. To me, it appears though as. uh, even though these blocks are, you know, I'd say pretty darn consistent. Yep. The block that we shot the odd six into, like it looks a little more opaque, a little more opaque, and like it actually looks smaller to me. Like it looks like there's less overall material. To it's me.
0: it's certainly squarer, and I think that here's here's an example of why gel is a very difficult medium to um, planch flag in. Uh, because as consistent as it is, like you said, there's some variance going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, they feel about the same. Yeah. They look different. Um, and for the most part, like we did a fair amount of jail shooting uh, during this. Mm-hmm. We saw similar results, um, shot over shot over shot over shot, right? Yeah. Uh, but the, the ot 6 plowed through it. Um, you can't really see it in, in the video, I don't think. But for the major parts of like the, the uh, permanent cavity um, in the OT6 block, because of the opacity that's there, it's highlighted. Like you see a lot more white fringing and the, the definitions of the. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. The definitions of the permanent wound ca- cavity are, are more pronounced.
1: Definitely more apparent.
0: But they're, yep. they're still visible in the 308 and, and it looks basically like a, a distribution of bubbles. Mm-hmm. Um, to the top, and it's it's less apparent probably from the the camera footage, um, but unquestionably the 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 Ot six is, is wider and longer, right? Um, and then the tracking of the two projectiles through the block, the Ot six takes it away. They both observe a slight downward dip um, at about the same time. The impact on the three hundred eight block was lower,
1: mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm.
0: was I think my bad, and well. And it takes a steep downward trajectory um, a, as we get to about the 20 inch mark or so. It starts to really go down uh, toward the bottom of the block. And actually, I think <clears throat> it encountered the resistance of the table beneath it and it kind of straightened up it out a little bit. bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, be interesting to reshoot that at the center of the block a couple times and see if, if not this particular block, a different. Yeah. Block, to see if there'd be a different outcome.
1: I mean, it's not that far from the center.
0: No, but. There's a lot of material at the top of the block, and, and as we speculated, I think that where the impact is and then the overall shape of the block is dictating kind of the path that it takes through mm-hmm. target.
1: Um, if you've watched the video, you saw the 06, you know, pass through the block. Yeah. And when we say pass through, like, it barely passed yeah, through. Yeah, like... I mean, uh, we found uh, it. We yeah. found it, everybody.
0: It, it didn't quite make it to the trap. <laughs> right. It 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 fell out is a good way to like it yes. just kind of popped out and mm. then fell um about a foot behind the block in between um the floor and then the angled like backstop.
1: Uh so saved us some cutting. It did. Uh remarkably intact. You know what's interesting, Ryan? Yes. When we uh, there's not an ounce of gel in the projectile that left the block that we found. And no. I don't think we cleaned this at all. No, we didn't.
0: It was still hot when we picked it up yeah which was cool well we might as well go ahead and take a look at that thing first and foremost should we weigh out. this
1: one yeah all right so 180 launch, grain trophy yeah. copper i mean look at that she's shiny man
0: the tip is visible somewhere in um probably the first four or five inches of that uh block
1: what do you think this is gonna weigh What's i think it's guess? gonna
0: weigh 178.4 grains well, those have a little bit bigger tip than the barns that I'm used to shooting. I was going to
1: say one. I'm going to say this is, I was going to say 179, actually. Okay.
0: I'm going to stay with my, I'll say 178 nominal. Go, okay. We got this on. thing
1: teared out. She's
0: she's fired up. <laughs> 178.4 is what I said.
1: It's 178.3. And then it went down to? I saw it go up it went down to two point two and it went up to point four and then it has settled at point 0.3. I
0: swear I didn't weigh this thing um so as close to a hundred percent retention as you could get right so here again expectation of copper projectiles, like how you reoriented and
1: it's close enough Martin. and then if I press down a little bit, then I get the number that I said. well, great now it says one seventy eight point four <laughs> uh
0: let's measure that thing across flats. Widest expanded diameter 550, 5550. Right, so and we observed this in the last test too. The copper projectiles have a smaller expanded diameter at full expansion. Yeah, um, understanding though that they're doing things very differently um, in the way that they're going through there. One thing that is consistent throughout everything that we've tested to date. Is the wound cavities um, may not be as dramatic up front, but they carry their drama longer. The right. the permanent wound cavities. Um, so we're seeing a little bit taller cavities in the lead core bullets. Right. So we're we're definitely assuming that the um, that projectile like opening up and opening to a wider diameter is tearing stuff up up front more so, but in a shorter amount of time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they taper down to narrower than um, what the the copper projectiles have done. The copper projectiles are carrying that tear much longer. Um, And then you get out of that major cavity and you get into kind of just, we'll call it the bullets path, but all the copper projectiles have a very distinct spiralized path that go through there. Mm -hmm. And and so earlier I said Ninja Bullet Blender. Um, Those pedals are very robust on these projectiles and they're just tearing, tearing, Mm -hmm. tearing the whole way through. Um, Something notable that, that we've mentioned about these projectiles though, hundred yard test, very tough bullet. There is a minimum velocity that these things work at. Right, and as as much as I love these projectiles, you've got to respect the way that they work and where they don't. And so, um, consult that that bullet manufacturer. What is that minimum velocity um, to get that thing to deploy to open up like that? And if you're if you're breaching that threshold, you may not see the results that you've come to expect. Mm-hmm. Right, um, but they definitely give the user. A one-up on penetrative capability, mm-hmm. and um, this is anecdotal at best. I've still never killed anything as dead as I have with a copper projectile. They just they just hit different, um, but you got to be mindful of how they work.
1: You do, you know, and and the argument comes up. Quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it came up in you know the comments on the last yep. video. Yeah, it's 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 come up uh, when we did our podcast on um on like you know quotation mark hunting bullets versus match bullets. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know the philosophy of yeah, well you know you penetrate through the vitals and it's wasted energy. Um, I get I I I get that right, yep. but also like if I shoot a deer through. If I shoot a deer through the lungs with a copper projectile, mm-hmm. it is going to die. Yes. Like, handily. Yes. I've shot deer at nominal ranges with copper projectiles yeah. through the lungs, and they die. Yes. Very handily. So, like, I get the argument. Oh, yeah. Right. But end result, the same, and I feel like I get, and I'm not saying just copper bullets, like tough a tougher bullet, tough I feel bullets. like I get the desired performance that I'm looking for.
0: I'm still a huge proponent. I shoot of, a lot of
1: bonded bullets yeah, too.
0: I'm still a huge proponent of two holes in a critter versus one.
1: Mm-hmm. It's just
0: an opportunity for more blood out, more air in. Um, and I like that. I'm also a structure shooter. And we've talked about that before um, where I'm, I'm targeting scapulas.
1: I'm targeting. See, I'm again, the, the, You're not. You're a breadbasket guy. (laughs) If given the opportunity, I'm going to put it right through both the soft spot in both lungs, right? But like we've talked about many times, deer, elk, whatever, whatever the animal is, they're oftentimes not broadside. Correct. So I just pick the angle that's going to properly track that bullet through the animal and hit all the good stuff. Yep. Absolutely. I I do my best to do that.
0: And and so like I killed a pronghorn um, in October that was a... Quartering away shot, and the angle that I picked was f- to his off shoulder. Yeah, exactly. Yep. yep. And so my entrance was right through the heart, and then the exit was through the offside shoulder. Um, and of course, he didn't take a step. He just absolutely demolished him. Right. Um, my mule deer in November, that was about as perfect a broadside shot <laughs> as I think I've ever been presented. Man, it looked like a, a picture book. Um, and I picked, uh, I picked shoulders. Um, actually ended up just a little behind him, uh, m- maybe like a half an inch, mm-hmm. an inch, um, and dumped him regardless. So I, my impact distance was close enough. I was putting a lot of gas into that thing. Um, and he, Oh, a
1: lot of energy, Ryan.
0: Oh, yeah, a lot <laughs> of energy. Um, and, and, you know, he took a lurch and then landed on his nose. Um, typically, I'm shooting structure, and typically I'm shooting a bullet like this. That can get me through it and through the other side. Um, I don't dismiss your mentality right shoot shoot bread basket if you get it i think that's solid you destroy a critter's heart um it's not it's
1: not going to live they need their heart and lungs they do they're pretty important they do um
0: but my my ethos is right wrong or otherwise um i'd rather lose two pounds of meat than 200 so if i'm if i'm pounding a shoulder i'd rather lose that shoulder than the whole critter
1: it hasn't Come to pass. I, I just don't you I don't you're not risking anything by shooting something in the lungs and heart. Um no, if everything is perfect, right? But I also
0: know that they can't run if they don't have running gear. It's just a thing that sits in my head. Rolls around. Then you
1: then you're just like automatically juicing that front shoulder.
0: And that is a concession I'm willing to make if it anchors the critter.
1: And mm-hmm. I shoot I shoot bullets that'll do it. Moving along,
0: moving. Fine, fine, Mark. We just break up. Um, no, okay. Just not checking. Not even mad. I okay. just wanted to. Uh, it's not what we're talking about. No, it's not what we're talking about. So anyway, three thirty odd six pounded through the block, um, and and made a really pretty and characteristic uh, wound channel through it. Three hundred eight tracked very straight. It did three hundred eight did very admirable. Doubled its penetrative <laughs> capability. Um, did take a little bit of a course deviation uh on the on the tracking um and i don't have a good i don't have a good answer for that like what was it the position of the projectile on the block was it the projectile its velocity its mass is this what I should come to expect out of it um if I would have increased its mass would have done something different if I would have decreased its mass would it have done something different um I guess more gel would tell perhaps
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but here again, you know
1: I, I look at this though, and like like I picture this like oh, if you had a hard quartering shot, that that made it to the good stuff. It
0: sure did, yeah. Um, I mean, odd six did win this category in general, right? Mm-hmm. And
1: it's obvious. Yep. Like you said, I think overall, y- yes, a big, per, bigger permanent wound cavity with the odd six, but it, and probably very very tough to see. Yeah, on film, or you know, from from the camera perspective, um, but n- maybe not as pronounced as it as it appears on camera. Oh, on the three hundred eight cavity, For on the three hundred eight. I Yeah, but you know, I also won't dismiss that maybe there's there's definitely more going on with the odd six. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, should we pull the three hundred eight? Chop that block. Do you want to, Ryan? Why don't you take <laughs> Mark, this you one? know, I thought you'd never ask. I don't want to. I don't want to hog I don't, I don't our. I don't want to hug the uh, Victor Knox. I don't,
0: I don't remember I don't when the model. You, when you and I went fishing and we caught that fish, that one. Yeah. <laughs> did what you th- flay it or did I? I don't remember what. I think you. You did. know, I don't. I don't even think we need to cut the whole block part. Oh, <laughs>
1: that's the one that's really close to the uh, yeah. kind of the side there. I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna lift this little guy up, and just like that. <laughs> It's like pulling out the tenders. Just like that. Uh make <laughs> Did sure. You, you even cut a slit into the block? No, I just use my that like magic. incredible finger strength. Let's look at the uh I want to see the uh the pedals on that thing. They look identical. Me, between the two projectiles. I don't think so.
0: I mean this one's curled a little bit more in, but
1: I think the three oh eight is has a larger it does. diameter. Yeah.
0: It does, but remember that not six went through more material, had more time to roll that That's back.
1: That's right. That's right. Uh.
0: Okay. So 165 grain trophy copper across the flats,
1: 5A5. Okay. It's diameter. Launch weight 165. Mark predictions? uh man looking at that thing i'm gonna say
0: 163 163.1 163.7 mark i'm closer i advance in the price is right you did i was thinking about that
1: <laughs> as well one dollar uh yeah and it is. I mean, it so is a little. So 163.1. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. What was it?
0: 163.7. My guess was 163.1. I was closer. He said 163 flat. Yeah, I know. Okay. Um, yeah. It is different, but not not incredibly so. Nothing that nothing meaningful. No. Um. That's interesting. There's like a little witness band. Oh, you know what it is? It's a driving band. I just didn't see it initially because it is present on both projectiles. No, it's not. It's only present on the 308. It has to be a driving band. Um.
1: Yeah. Let me see. What are you talking about?
0: Well, there's like a, a slightly shinier band just oh. underneath the pedal fold. Right. Um, oh, you know what, though? It has so to be. Let me, does it, I, it, it's a relief groove, for sure.
1: Oh, I do see what you're talking
0: about. Yeah, yeah. So what that groove is, and, and a lot of these projectiles, that, that groove that's cut into most of the... Um, homogeneous projectiles out there is a, a place where one we can reduce surface area contact on the lands and grooves um, kind of lower the pressure a little bit and then two give a uh, relief cut for material to flow into so that we don't have a dramatic depositing of um, copper or gilding metal alloy uh, onto the, the bore of the rifle um, which in the early years of of copper projectile technology that was kind of a a myth that a lot of people had is that They'd copper foul out pretty quick. A lot of bearing surface and a, and a soft uh, material. These bullets, um, I'm mostly positive, are a gilding metal alloy. So they're a little bit harder than pure copper and and really wouldn't give you much deposit.
1: Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, what is what is there to say about a copper projectile that leaves a forty-inch block that weighs hundred pounds, and and one that gets to thirty-three and change inches of penetration, right? Through that block, other than this is something that we expect out of a out of a homogeneous bolt design. They're they're going to drive deeper. Um, the only thing I will say again is just, just be mindful of, of how those projectiles work and and keep your distances in check when you're using them um, mm-hmm. so that you don't end up with uh, an unexpanded projectile because we simply impacted the target with not enough velocity to initiate that expansion. Lead is certainly more malleable than, than copper gilding metal. And, um, the, the thinner jackets on the cup and core bullet designs are, are certainly more lenient, um, to a, a lower velocity impact. Yeah. So, um, but you know, said this is, this is an interesting one because we crowned the victor of, uh, this test, not the one that we're talking about the most. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I guess this is a, a great question, Mark. You you need to pick a, one of these cartridges. It's in the running,
1: right? So right. So right now, yeah, I've got a rifle that I'm probably going to rebarrel. Yeah, I am. Okay. Um. There, I said it. It's out there. Now we have to do it. Uh. And it's like 6.5 308, or six five yep. Creedmoor three oh eight or OT six. I probably. Can can I dig into this a little bit deeper? Yeah.
0: What are you going to do with the rifle? Like, what's your objective? Okay.
1: Current current thought, and you know how much I ping pong, ping, little wishy-washy, A little wishy washy, right? Bit. But I hunt my home state enough. I'd say primarily for uh, primarily for uh, blacktails, sure, which shots could be twenty yards or they could be six hundred yards, sure, uh, and, and black bears, which I'd say shots are, you know, probably going to be between, I'd say one and six. Sure. You know, top end, uh, everything perfect for those longer shots. Yep. Right. You know, yep. when conditions, all those things. And so there, there you have it. I mean, that's, that's what I'm going to use it for. And I'm thinking about leaving it there. Sure. So I'd, I mean I mean flying with a gun isn't that big a deal, but
0: it's just one last thing you got to worry about.
1: to have a gun that I could just leave there, pack one bag may- maybe it affords me an e- uh, an easier, more affordable way to uh pack a like a soft sided cooler sure to bring some meat home um, so with with those um
0: parameters of function oh,
1: and it's a pr- it's going to be a fairly lightweight rifle. Okay. So I'm debating leaving the current stock on it, which is it's a lightweight gun as is. Yeah. Potentially getting a lighter weight sure. rifle stock. Um because it will be it'll be a gun that's kind of a mountain rifle, you know, like some you know, for yep. I'd say primarily for the bear hunts are gonna be toting it further. Sure. Uh, so then that's where the shootability comes into play too. Sure. But as we discussed, like we can change that
0: dynamic. We can take a rifle like the odd six that lost, quote unquote, the shootability right. category and we can put a muzzle brake on there. hmm So with with those defining parameters. Or you do the
1: same thing with the 6.5 Creed and make it just ultra shootable like yours. Sure.
0: But what do you what are you picking? What I do don't know. So we've talked no, about. No, I
1: don't. I have not decided. Well, I was thinking about it a lot yesterday, the day before, and even this morning. So we've we've done
0: six five three zero eight. We've done three zero eight thirty out six. A lot of a lot of press time on the old three zero eight. Mm-hmm. Um, how does it stack up? If you had to make a decision before we ended this podcast, based on the testing that we've done, the numbers, figures, charts, the Jello, and and your parameters of function.
1: So, based on, I'd say mostly, my parameters of function right now, and I can't really explain why. I'd say, you know what, you, honestly, most of the why is how much I enjoyed shooting your rifle, 6.5 Creed.
0: No kidding. I did not. Do
1: not not do not do hold me to I do, it.
0: I won't do it. I, I thought, honestly, you were going to pick out six. I did. Cause it, why? It's a very appealing cartridge. And it's what a dichotomy to talk about it in such positive light,
1: having just ground 308. (laughs) Um, I told you, like, yeah, I kind of had a problem with the outcome. Hey, man. I didn't have a problem with the outcome. It's just there's more to the story. There is more to the story. There is more to the story. But
0: um, because the rifle can handle it and because of the game species that you're going to be targeting and and the variability in terrain, um, the variability in shot distance, Odd six may may be the better choice there. If you told me that, you know what, I need a Wisconsin whitetail rifle. Or I need a, you know, then I'd say I, I don't think you'd tell the difference between six, five, 308, and thirty six from from a terminal performance standpoint for those distances. Because you entered Bear and Elk into the
1: chat, did you mention? No, elk? I did not mention Elk. Oh, can you shoot them with a the rifle there? Yeah, I just don't, I just don't rifle like I don't write for elk hunt there. Oh, okay. Very often. Right. Okay. I don't even know why elk hunt there in general, if I'm being honest. Well, uh, I understand. It's not the best elk hunting. I don't, I don't know why It you can be good. There's people that kill elk every year. That's true.
0: Um, I thought maybe you'd take the insurance policy route.
1: Uh, well, oh, the, and that's what I do, but that's why I would also have a 300 wisdom. Okay. Not there. You know what fair, I mean? Like no, I'm trying enough. to pick one. I am trying to pick one gun to do it all for, fair or enough. do the things that I want to do. Fair for. enough. Um, I'd be curious to ask the listeners who've listened this far. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm going to take your advice, but I'd be <laughs> curious to know. 10 likes. Mark gets a 30 of six. Between the cartridges <laughs> that I'm considering yeah. at press time, because something else might enter the chat. No. Yeah. Six, five creed. 308, 30-06 for, I would call it a quotation mark, you know, somewhat of a mountain. Yep. Maybe not ultralight, but... it'll be a light
0: gun, though.
1: It'll be a light gun. Six and a half pounds. For blacktails and black bears, which I think black bears at times get a little, get more credit than they deserve for how tough they are.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, that's a tough call, man.
1: Um, and black bears can be very tough, and that's where shot placement comes into play. Too, yep, though absolutely. Uh, which I'm not. I'm not a shoulder shooter for black bears. In fact, I would uh, talking to people like is it because Ryan, they're talking to people like Ryan Lampers and other people who have shot a lot more bears yeah, than I have. Yeah. They say they pretty much aim for the 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 middle of the bear, soft stuff, further back than you would.
0: Is it a generally
1: um, thing? For is it like, a like a deceptive anatomy kind of thing? I think it's a. De- I think that's definitely part of. Okay. It. Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. I buy that.
1: And the only bear that I've had to shoot multiple times, I shot in the shoulder. No kidding. Yeah. Huh. And it was not a big bear. I'll
0: have to, I'm gonna have to go look at some pictures of bears with their skins off. It's mm-hmm. interesting.
1: Um, so knowing that. Yeah. You know, knowing that again, that I'm not going to be intentionally. True. Shooting for structure, at least on a broadside shot, you know. And going back to my one buddy who was uh, shooting a bunch of bears with a six X C, like 400 yards yeah. and closer, and having like, I'm probably not going to go that far, True. you know. Yep. Um, but he was shooting. You know, he's videoing. It. I saw it happen. I saw it with my own eyes because he videoed it. It's and, hell. <laughs> Got him. We're not necessarily advocating using light cartridges no. for a big game, but no, if you're, if I you're know. Really that, good because I like the insurance policy. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong; I'm oh, a big yeah. insurance guy. Bigger is better.
0: Yep. Sometimes
1: depends. Depends. Yeah, but I don't know. So yeah, there I'm at. Uh, I'm spinning in circles. We've spun in circles with these last two conversations. We've dug into the gel,
0: and I guess in this one, my hat is off to the mighty thirty out six. Can't keep a good dog
1: down. No, but the three hundred eight is really good too. Oh, yeah. and I think here, obviously, we're being super long winded here, but uh, and it'll it'll be apparent as we do these things too. Um, the bullet construction can change things dramatically as oh, yeah. well. So depending on what you are doing, you can kind of take a cartridge that maybe you would have done one thing with, and
0: now you can do something different with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, so. Absolutely. All right. There it is. There it is. Thanks for listening, everybody. Three oh eight versus thirty six. It depends. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> the fully loaded podcast breakdown, uh, which has still left me undecided, has eh, things often do with me, Ryan. Uh what's your take? What's your take on this on this argument? What's your uh, what's your take on on what uh what cartridge I should get this gun in? Uh, Asking for a friend. No, just asking for myself, actually. Mm. Um, Until next time, shoot straight, choose your cartridges wisely. We'll catch you on the next one. See you.
0: There you have it, folks. Thank you very much for listening. As usual, give this video a like if you liked it, comment something below and give
1: us a subscribe to the Vortex Nation podcast channel. It would mean a lot to us. Also, why don't you give us a follow over on Instagram while you're at it at Vortex Nation podcast. We'd love to hear from you over there and we'll keep you updated with all kinds of cool photos and videos from
0: our adventures that we do here. Otherwise, we will see you on the next one. Thank you
1: again. Happy hunting and shooting, everybody. Have a good one.